From tornadoes to hurricanes, blizzards, and everything in between, you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. The Stormfront Freaks are former television meteorologist Mark Massaro, atmospheric science graduate and Skywarn storm spotter Brady Harris, digital meteorologist and weather producer on the Weather Channel app Dina Knightley, former on-camera meteorologist at the Weather Channel Kim Cunningham, and I'm your announcer and Skywarn Network coordinator Mark Johnson. Now, here's the moderator of the Stormfront Freaks podcast, Skywarn storm spotter and chaser Phil Johnson. Hey, welcome everybody to the most entertaining weather podcast on your listening and viewing device. Uh, yes, this is the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Uh, and if you happen to be checking us out for the first time, certainly thanks for stopping by. But, but don't forget, we encourage you to go to stormfrontfreaks.com and you can check out the library of all the past episodes we've had uh, of famous guests from the weather industry like Janice Dean, Chad Myers, uh, just to name a couple. But tonight we're, uh, we're celebrating. This is episode 65, and we are talking with Fox News chief uh, and, and meteorologist there, Rick Reichmuth. Uh, so, Rick, welcome to the show. So we're going to have a chance to talk to Rick. Um, and also we've, we've got a risque lightning round to play. This ought to be fun tonight. Uh, we've also... Yeah. That's why the girls aren't on, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, although they're probably more risque than any of us, to be honest with you. But if you've listened to the show, you would know that. But uh, we also got some funny weather memes that I know you're going to want to be using in our favorite Weather Fools segment as well. But before we get to that, uh, it is always happy hour every time we record. It doesn't matter what time it is, what day it is. Uh, but the best way to uh, introduce our co-hosts and the fun and laid-back nature of the show is to find out what everybody's drinking. So, MJ, I'm going to start back with you in Minnesota. What are you drinking tonight? All right. Good evening, everybody. I'm drinking uh, Summit Brewing Company out of St. Paul, Minnesota. Their Dakota Soul, which is a, mm-hmm. uh, a Czech-style Pilsner. Very good. It looks like hams. Remember the old uh, hams? Yes, beer? I do remember hams. I didn't like that. <laughs> I do like Summit. Summit is good. Maz, uh, what, what do you got there? Well, being Italian and uh, after having a big pasta dinner with wine, it was best to just go with the light beer after that. So got to watch those carbs, you know. <laughs> got to watch the carbs after you had. You've already watched them. them. You watched them go right down. And I did. I see them right here. <laughs> yeah. All right, Brady. Brady, welcome back. Uh, what, what, are you, uh, you. what are you drinking? You know, someone told me that red wine is good for you, so I'm drinking red wine tonight because it's good for me, right? It is. Right? All right. Healthy heart. Yeah, Healthy maybe. life. I don't know. Healthy drink. And and I, I, uh, I'm I happy to uh, announce that our guest is certainly well aware of our um, <laughs> cyber green room, but I've been told he's got his own uh, his own keg in his office. So, Rick, <laughs> Rick what t- nice. tell us about the lucky situation you have and, and share what you're drinking. So I don't know if any of you uh, know about WeWork. They're just kind of like commu- office spaces, communal office spaces, but sure. most of them have a beer on tap, and we have an office that I'm in here. So I tried to find out what it was, and I couldn't find what it was, but it is what is here on draft, um, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's beer, really beer. good. Wow. It's beer, and it's good, wow. and it's free. Well, it comes and with the price of the office. That's what matters. <laughs> All right, well, Maz, uh, I'm going to give you the honors and give Rick a good good introduction because that, was, that wasn't so, so great. <laughs> All right. You know what? We're always working on it. So, so <laughs> hey, we got uh, Rick Reichmuth. He's the chief meteorologist at Fox News Channel. Uh, before joining Fox, Rick worked as a live weather anchor for WSI Weather Services International, CNN, CNN Headline News, 
and CNN International, which I'm sure is a story in itself going from CNN to Fox. We won't get into that. Right. <laughs> uh, Rick graduated from Arizona State University with a degree in Spanish literature. Perfect for weather, by the way. Yeah. And after a decade in banking, I'm still trying to connect the dots on this one, but Spanish Don't literature, buy. 10 years in banking, then to pursue a lifelong dream at Georgia State University and Mississippi State to complete a broadcast meteorology program. He also started his own line of weatherman umbrellas in 2017, which officially makes you an entrepreneur then as well. So banking to weather, which is interesting because I went from weather to finance. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> so how did you, how did you go from there to, to there? Oh, it's a really long story, which would take up your entire hour long podcast, but uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, basically, I would got I was accidentally in banking, uh, and just you know was fairly decent at it, and kept on getting promoted, and uh, I hated every second of it. And when I was thirty, I thought if I keep doing this, I'm going to end up being fifty and miserable still doing this. So, since I was a little kid, I always wanted to be a weatherman, and so I just quit the bank one day, and uh, went to change careers, and it worked out. Most people hate getting promoted all the time. I hear. Well, yeah, it's not. It wasn't that. It's just like it can be a dangerous thing. You get going, and you know, when you're young, you make a little more money, and you think it's exciting, and and it becomes a trap. And I thought, if I don't do this now, it'll never happen. So, uh, yeah, I, I quit. I I just started figuring out how to go into weather, uh, and that was it. And it all it all worked out. And living a dream, right? Yeah. So how do you go, Rick, from from obviously being in the banking industry and at that age, you know, 30 and, you know, making money to go, hey, I'm going to go back to school, uh, pay somebody else to teach me and yeah. not make any money. While I mean, what did you have some kind of a opportunity leeway there where there like was a big bank account income? <laughs> yeah, that or yeah. What how were you able to do that? Because. That's that's a big step for people to take when they're already. Were you married at the time? No. no. Okay, so there so was that, some, that little also bit. ups. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. That you have a little bit more freedom. It um, you know what? I think it was uh, for one thing. I had a little bit of money that I put in my four hundred one k from the bank. I'll mm -hmm. give you all of it here, and I spent every last dime in the transition. So uh, at some point, I was literally down to like a dollar and a quarter in my. Oh my, my god. Name. Um, picked up random jobs. I started bartending someplace in the meantime to get a little bit of money. And I had never bartended. I didn't even really drink much at the time. I do now. Until now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, you know, just um, I, I kind of learned in the process that uh, I think I was very naive. Had I known what I was in for, what it would take, I probably never would have done it. Um, but when you're naive, you just think, oh, I'm sure I can figure that out. And uh, I just started telling anybody I would meet that I was going to be a weatherman. And uh, eventually you start meeting people who know people who love to kind of help you out. And um, I think in life, most people hate what they do. And when they see somebody out there who's going to do something that they want to do, they love to get behind them because they know maybe it gives them a, you know, a dream that they could do that too. So um, a lot of, a lot of people helping me along the way, I got very lucky in, um, uh, one day I got, I met somebody, they took my resume into CNN. I lived in Atlanta and, um, the full kind of just really crazy story. So I speak Spanish because of my Spanish lit degree and I got a call, uh, and the, the 
person who ran, who was basically the secretary in the Spanish network, committed suicide. And like that Monday, they called and they said, hey, we need a temp at CNN and Espanol. Can you come in? So I went in and I sat in this office and it was a weird environment. I didn't know what had happened and uh, nobody was talking to me and I, I didn't know how to be a secretary. And uh, so I literally was teaching myself how to type and teaching myself like word and these sorts of things. Wow. And then after a couple of weeks, the, the bosses pulled me into their office. They're like, who are you 30 year old guy sitting in our office being a secretary? And I was like, I want to be a weatherman. And you know, I quit a bank after 10 years. And uh, these guys got behind me and um, taught me everything they knew about TV. They let me go and, and leave during the day to go and take meteorology classes that I started at Georgia State. Uh, and then did the Mississippi State program. And um, after about a year and a half of doing this, so I would also go in and practice with Chad Myers, who you mentioned you had on our show, mm -hmm. was one of the yeah. first people wow. who I started doing a little bit of work with. And uh, I would just practice in the evenings and the mornings and weekends. And then I'd take a tape back and they'd critique it and say, don't do that, don't wear that, don't stand like that, don't talk like that. And uh, after about a year and a half, I had a tape that was ready and I was sending out to people, like to local stations. And I got a call one day from Headline News and they said, hey, Rick, we need somebody tomorrow and we hear you can do this or can you work tomorrow? It was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, now it's time. I was like, actually, I was like, yes. And then I, uh, I'm sorry, I'm giving you the longer story. I'll shut up and it's just no, a second. It's good. Oh, no, good. we want it. So, this is incredible. So I, uh, I, I said yes, thinking like, oh, I, I can do this. And then the next morning, I went out that night and I bought a bunch of clothes because I didn't have any clothes to wear. So I bought clothes to like you know be on tv for the first time and uh they at the time fox or cnn had had let go of, of like four of their regular people um flip spice and i don't know if you knew that is and and they, they let mm -hmm. some of these people go so they needed some freelancers but they meantime they'd hired this spectacularly beautiful woman um i don't know rosie etta if, if you know who she is she's in canada now but she's you know like six foot two and she had been an Olymp three-time olympian just this amazingly beautiful woman and I go in and she's standing there and I'm in these like dumpy clothes that I bought at Dillard's or something the night before. And uh, I thought, Oh my God, I can't do this. What am I thinking? <laughs> and sure enough, I, I, you know, I couldn't really back out. Chad Myers walked me over to headline news to show me where to go that time. And I went there and the anchor went to toss to me and I couldn't hear the anchor because my heartbeat was beating so loud in my ear. Oh wow! I couldn't hear a word she said. And uh, anyway, it proves that in television, nobody inside the building is actually watching what is happening on television. They're working on preparing their next segment that needs mm -hmm. to be on or their next show, but nobody's watching what is on television because it was a disaster, but I was a warm body and they kept on putting me on. So <laughs> that was it. Then I kept the job for, okay, I'll finish this off in a second. I kept, I, for, for th basically three and a half years then, I started working on all the CNN networks freelancing doing weather and I kept my job my uh, which due to some layoffs became really secretarial so I would be like getting my boss coffee and whatever but I would do uh, the headline news morning show with Robin Mead and that my last hit was at 8 45 and at nine o'clock I would be bringing my boss in coffee like here sir here's your oh my God. and wow. I did that for three and a half years and until I realized they weren't going to give me a full-time job and then I left so <laughs> was was there was there a time rick when you were bartending and you were a secretary and going to classes that you're you thought i what did i do 
why why did I leave or or I mean were there times that you really had serious doubts? Uh never, to be honest with really? you. Mm-hmm. I hated um what I had been doing up until that point felt so incongruous with my soul that from that day anything after that felt like I was at least alive doing something I was supposed to be doing. So it never felt bad. It was hard and it was terrifying. And, um, but I never, I never doubted it. The, the, probably the best piece of advice that I ever got that day I got on headline news, my boss pulled me into his office and he said, Rick, you should feel more accomplished. You know, you've done more than 95% of people have in their TV career. Um, he said, now we'll see if you have the stomach for this business. And I remember thinking, well, I have no idea what you're talking about. I can't imagine it takes my <laughs> stomach for this business. And I thought about that comment for probably about the next eight years, at least maybe three to four times a week when something would be happening. I'd be thinking, I can't do this or this is tough. So I, But I think the fact that he said it made me always say, I have to prove I have the stomach for it. And uh, it, was, it was great advice. It kept, it kept me going. Yeah. So would banking have been better if they'd added a keg to your office back then? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I know. Well, Let so- me clarify. I am not at the at the Fox office. I'm oh, at yeah. the side gig office. Right. So right. I see. I actually, I see your your uh, weatherman logo behind you. Um, uh, but hey, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to ask uh, Rick a little bit more about maybe some of the storms that he's covered, some of the more memorable ones uh, that he's had. Uh, But we'll take a short break. Go ahead and refill your drink, and uh, we'll be right back with Rick. Helicitydesigns.com is the leader in weather-themed clothing and accessories for the Stormfront Freak and you. Besides a creative line of weather-themed t-shirts, footwear, bags, and more, they also carry an exclusive line of Stormfront Freak's podcast gear and drinkware. Get a 5% discount on your entire order when you use the code SFF for Stormfront Freaks at checkout. That code again is SFF. Find it all at Helicitydesigns.com. All right, hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, here with uh, Rick Reckmuth, uh from Fox News, uh, and and Rick, we were talking a little bit about obviously how you transition, and I, I really think um, I do think that's really a good inspiration. I think people need to hear that story, yeah, because I do think there are a lot of people and a lot of our listeners, to be honest with you, that have dreamed of being in weather, or want to be in weather, and they just uh, what for whatever reason they haven't made the step, or they think the step's too big. And I think that's great inspiration that, heck, you can leave a good job, good paying job industry and, you know, suck it up. And if it's something you want to do, you do what it, do what it takes uh, to do that. But I want to find out a little bit about since you got into meteorology, all the various storms. I, I, I've read a little bit that you've, you've covered some uh, big tornadoes and hurricanes. And I kind of want to find out what are, what are the, some of the more memorable ones to you and why were they so memorable? Yeah, I think um, uh, without a doubt, it was the spring of 2011 where there were all of the tornadoes and the flooding along the Mississippi. That that period there for about three months um, was a really, obviously, a, a, a incredibly tragic time. 
with so many storms, but um, also it being, I, I spent basically the better part of that time out in the field covering uh, all of those storms and just staying out in the field because there were so many going on and on. And seeing obviously the weather, which is thrilling to me, um, but then the interaction of that with people and the, the human side of it um, was, you know, incredibly moving. All of that, I would say, culminated in the Tuscaloosa tornado. And um, I had been the, the night before, the, the day before that, the, the Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa day that is just, you know, probably 100 miles west of that. There were storms going through uh, Mississippi. And I had arrived at this town, a small town in Mississippi, and a high school had been hit. And it was about a week before graduation. And I remember uh, these guys telling these guys at this place, I, I booked up stuff for the morning show. Um, uh, interviews that we were going to do, people were going to come on, like high school kids who their school was ripped apart, graduating the next week. And uh, right in the middle of that, the Tuscaloosa tornado is going on. And so I had to go back and say, like, guys, sorry, your your the fatalities of your, you know, the four people who had died there and all of these stories now suddenly don't mean as much because there's bigger stories going somewhere else. And then I arrived in Tuscaloosa about an hour after that tornado went through. And it was such a hard thing to like, it's just that dilemma in news that, you know, the, the size and scope of stories completely outweighs the other stories. Um, and one becomes unfortunately more important just because of the kind of the quantity or the severity, severity of it. But the individual's lives who were touched by all of them kind of is the same story. But I, the Tuscaloosa one by far was, um, was the only time where I actually, uh, uh, it, began to cry on TV. And I had been there, arrived there in the morning on air as the sun rose. It was the same day as the uh, Prince, whatever the older Prince boy got married, Prince Harry, not uh, Harry, the no. other one, William. Uh, yep, Prince William, William got married. Yeah, sorry, Prince William. And I remember the, like the channel had put all this energy and sent all these people over to, to London for the wedding and it was this big thing. And then suddenly that story didn't matter because this story mattered more. And uh, but in all morning long, they were looking for bodies in, in the debris all around me. Uh, and at about five o'clock that evening, there was like a, a, a one year old kid that they couldn't find. And about uh, five o'clock that evening, they found the baby like 30 feet from where I was standing. And it was, you know, it, it just it's a hard thing to figure out what to do with that. You know, um, you also I think when you experience that, you never uh, you kind of turn off the emotion for it, for anything past that. It's hard to. You can't stay in that state of, of sadness. Um, but, it, it, you know, I love the weather and I love the storytelling around it. And those kinds of things by far the the, the biggest impact. But that day, I, you know, bar none was the one that impacted when, me the most. When's, when's the last time you've been out in the field? Uh, probably within the last year. Okay. Somewhere. I can't, I can't remember exactly which one it was. Do you like being in the field or do you like kind of being in the station? No, I love it. I love it. The thing that is probably the hardest about it is, um, and I, you know, this is just the state of news nowadays that politics trumps everything and um, yeah, wrong word, for it, but politics, you know, takes over wow. everything. And, um, you know, so there isn't as much of an appetite, certainly not a long lasting appetite for these things. Hurricanes we cover so intensely. Um, and there's just a few of us as Janice Dean uh, and Adam Klotz is the other meteorologist. And so we'll go around the clock for a couple of days 
And so hurricanes, I never get to go out in the field when they're happening. I'll go out sometimes afterwards. Um, but other ones, it's, it, it's literally, even within news now, it used to be that like five fatalities, we would send a crew there and I would go out to that like the day after to cover a storm. That threshold of number, especially even after Tuscaloosa and then Joplin, when these numbers started getting going so big, and I think even the same thing happened a little bit with Katrina, that the new threshold for for what deserves coverage keeps going higher and higher. That's kind um, of scary. In order for, and I, you know, I think you can see it even in like school shootings now. You know, we see a shooting that kills four people, and ah, you know, that's that's not a big deal. It takes twenty for us to, you know. It, it, all these things in our society, we, we see all the tragedies and they only really sink in if it's bigger than the prior tragedy. Mm. I just went way off on a huge tangent for you there. Sorry. <laughs> well, I, I am. Go ahead, Matt. I was going to say, and it probably depends on which station you're at, too, for what news carries more weight than the other. Sure. Well, I think like MSNBC doesn't do a lot of weather. I'm just talking the cable channels. CNN used to do a lot. They don't do nearly what they used to do. Um, Fox, we used to do a lot more. We don't do as much, but as, at least in those channels, they do. I think you see like an ABC, they seem so committed to weather. They do, they do weather almost every night in their nightly newscast, you know, with, with Ginger or with, with Rob. So I think it, it definitely does. And then local news, obviously, you know, weather still rains. Yeah. But, but those have got to be like hard conversations. Cause you're talking about, you know, going and covering something but it's people's lives, you know, and that, yeah. I can't imagine that 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 conversation that's had, whether you decide to go or not. And that's probably not an easy one. I, I always want to go. I would rather be there than in the studio, like at any time, just because I think at every every one of those you're you're gaining experience and gaining information and understanding more about uh, for one about storytelling and about people's lives and, and what weather does. Um, the other thing is you end up just learning a lot about, you know, weather and geography and travel, you know, I think travel around anywhere in the country makes you a far better meteorologist just so you can even understand like, hey, there's a, you know, uh, uh, some hills to the west of whatever city or Amarillo's at 4,000 feet. So you might not think they're getting, you know, upslope winds, but they are or you know, there's a you river just, that cuts right through the town and, and that one is prone to flooding or Fargo, the river runs yeah. north instead of south. You know, you were, you were just things. in Arizona. Did you see any haboobs? I did not see any haboobs. No, I was, yeah. at a, I was at somebody's house, though, who had taken a picture of a haboob out their window and they had put it on their wall. And it was it was great. Oh, my God. It, it was you had awesome. to go there, Phil. What's the have you traveled to every state now or what's the farthest you've, I'm missing uh, you've traveled two. to? Where? I'm missing two. I'm missing two states. Uh, I'm missing Alaska and Montana. Oh, so, huh. those are good ones. Good ones. Yeah. Mm. I'm missing those two states. Well, I'll tell you what. So you, you you were talking a little bit, Rick, about uh, political climate and and you know whether you're CNN or you're Fox News. Uh, wh what are the challenges? You know, you're just trying to be a, a meteorologist and report the weather and the facts mm. and the science. What, what are the challenges you have working at a station like that in, in the current political climate? Well, uh, like just getting oxygen is, is the biggest <laughs> challenge. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my God. Um, you know, but I think that, that, um, 
I, I think TV, like weather and, and meteorologists and messaging is hard enough just because we're explaining tough concepts to average people. They don't seem that tough if you're a meteorologist, but to put them all together, you know, they seem they seem hard, especially when one place can be under four different kinds of warnings at one time, mm-hmm. do different things and whatever. Um, and, you know, messaging around uh, uh, Florence, we just saw this, like a cat four down to a cat two, now nobody cares because it's a cat two, and but you're not realizing, well, the flooding is gonna be worse than anything you've ever seen. And, yeah. you know, all of those messaging things are really hard. The thing that makes it harder uh, is that within news, everybody, and you, you guys, I'm sure, are in the same way in the podcast. You, you want people to listen to you and you want people to hear you. Um, TV wants people to keep watching them and they want people to not turn the channel away from you. And so writers who don't, writers uh, for a show have to write the intro to a segment to sell that segment. Mm-hmm. And they're not an expert in anything they're writing about because they're writing about a different thing at every, absolutely yeah. every minute. But they're trained to write a monster storm, wicked weather, evil storm <laughs> of the century, whatever. Yeah. And and you don't want to make the anchor who read it, didn't write it, but had to read it. You don't want to make them seem like they're made making a mistake for a couple of reasons. One they could ruin my career in a second if you know yeah. there is a power differential in that space, um, but also just out of respect for somebody, you know, you don't want to to throw them under the bus. At the same time, you want to get the message straight. Yeah, you know, I like I can't let you get away with calling it the storm of the century if it's not, or you know, a monster gigantic storm if it's like a really small one, or you know, all of those things. So how to uh, create the right tone and expectation of a storm? And I am also very aware that we get blamed for the storms going wrong based off of the intro that the anchor read. Hmm. You know, if you say nor'easter of the year, worst nor'easter of the year, and then it comes in, you get like two inches. You're like, well, no, we said we would end up with, you know, whatever, two to four inches, but this thing, that first impression of what people are, are imagining I think that's the hardest thing that we face in news is how to manage expectations. So, so you've never even, you've you've never sure. ticked off one of your anchors and stuff and been like, oh, <laughs> what the heck are yeah, yeah, no oh, well, I have. Well, let me, let me I for sure have. And we've had some we've had some fights around oh. it a little bit where I I've I've pissed them off. But you know, I try now to to write internal memos that explain, you know, like after Florence was downgraded and, and anchors were on the air saying like, well, it's a weaker storm, it's getting better, which gives the viewer and the, the person yeah. living there the idea like, hey, maybe it's not gonna be that bad. I think I can stay in my home, I, you know, I'll wait this out. You don't realize, no, a storm that stalls there for 48 hours is gonna, you know. So to try to create context around it for everybody, it, it's, but in a cable news environment, it's a 24 hour news cycle. The amount of people that, you're, you're having to communicate with to try to get that information across is, is um, it's a challenge, but we have to keep that challenge going, you know? You so can you, you, you ever like email Bob, you know, your little technique, oh, Bob, you know, just to let you know, I can always go back to banking. What are you going to do? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I still would never want to go back to banking. <laughs> so, <laughs> not, Shh, don't let them know that. Yeah. It's yeah. not a very strong threat. That's, that's true. Not a very strong threat. So uh, t- yeah. tell us a little bit, Rick, what, what's been the inspiration behind your new weatherman umbrella, um, uh, 
venture. I guess what was the inspiration? To, to go, right. Hey, I'm going to go into business now and create umbrellas. A, lo- a live shot so, gone bad. No yeah, way. Yeah. So to be honest with you, kind of the same, um, just being naive, like I, I thought when I was changing careers the first time, not that I'm changing careers now, but um, I like probably six or seven years ago, I was standing in front of a rack of, of umbrellas trying to find an umbrella. And I thought, I'm sure most of these suck because umbrellas suck. <laughs> and but maybe there's a good one. But why don't we know what it is? Like, you know, every other brand that is the good one in that category, you know, like I might buy a generic Kleenex or I can buy Kleenex, but Kleenex is going to be better. Or, you know, you can buy Beats headphones or, you know, you know, whatever the category is, you, you know, at least what is a quality one in that. I thought, why don't we know what that is? And then I just thought, I bet I could tell people what the quality umbrella <laughs> is just because I'm a meteorologist. <laughs> so for about um, two years ago, I just started telling people like, oh, I'm going to make an umbrella one day. I'm going to make an umbrella. And then finally it was like, Rick, shut up if you're not going to do it because you're starting to sound <laughs> And so I really thought um, really naively like, oh, this is just, this is going to be fun. And so I, the same thing I did when I was going to be a weatherman, I, by the way, I, I set a little goal that just to do one thing every day, just, just one thing, like figure out how to get a URL, buy that URL. <laughs> You know, I, I tell my co-host, Twitter. I, like, I tell my co-host thing. every day to do that, to make our podcast better, but yeah, nah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. No, no way. Yeah, maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But just, just do one thing. So anyway, I started doing it. And then next thing I knew, I, you know, had like designs and prototypes and, and I was trying to find factories to do it. And then I realized like, Oh, I'm out of my own money. I need to find other people's money, which means I, how do you do that? Oh, you have to write a business plan. I don't know how to write a business plan. <laughs> keep asking people up for help. And next thing you know, um, like it turned into my head, like I want this to be like a gigantic company that, you know, like now everybody buys a Yeti cooler instead of mm-hmm. you. And like, well, I not everybody. Make- yeah. <laughs> yeah, true, fair. Stay with Yetis. <laughs> But, you know, it's like, hey, if you want to buy a good umbrella, I want everybody to know where there's a place you can go and you can get it. So, do you have, do you have like categories? Like, this is a category one umbrella. This is a category. It's <laughs> wow. good for F5s, you know, that I, type of thing. Um, I don't, but I like it. I might, yeah. I might use it. <laughs> 1% royalty. Like 1% royalty. This is the shark tank. We didn't tell you. This is the shark tank. Welcome. Do I say you fired? I like so, t- so tell us, Ray, what, what makes them unique? What, what, what have you done with your umbrellas to, to make them special? And All right. So we initially started out with like completely brand new designs. And uh, then that was impossible. It took a lot of money because you have to, I didn't know this, but you have to make each mold. So um, every mold becomes a more expensive thing to do. You know, like every mold costs about five grand to, mm. to make. So um, ended up basically searching high and low for the best starting point. And then after taking apart probably, I don't know, 300 umbrellas in the in my apartment. Um, figuring well, out the weak Thanks points. for not calling <laughs> for help on that. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. <laughs> uh, my dogs are really afraid of umbrellas, by the way. Anyway, and then remaking some of the molds, strengthening them, thicken- thickening them, changing the material of them, moving them to a different spot that makes it a little bit more wind resistant. Couple and the ultimate goal, the only thing I cared about at the beginning was a wind resistant. Like I just wanted it to be as strong in the wind. Then I realized 
there's some other things that I, I are bad about umbrellas. Like they force your hand into a weird position automatically, or it's got some really creepy grip on it. So, you know, made like something that feels good in your hand. It's really comfortable. It doesn't like get sticky or weird on it. Um, every one of them has reflective piping for safety. I've got a friend who's a lawyer and he's tried two cases of people who've been hit by buses in the rain. Like they're underneath their umbrella in the dark, like in New York, especially a black umbrella. The car doesn't see them oh, in the black wow. and they don't see it. So it's a common, you know, or it's a, you see how it happens. So they have reflective features. Anyway, the, uh, I realize if you're going to invest in a quality umbrella, you usually don't have that umbrella with you when you need it. So the other piece to that is you made an app. So you get alerts on days that you need your umbrella. And if you don't remember where it is, there's a tracking device. So you hit locate and it tells you where you last last had your umbrella. So try to give you uh, the best the best chance to have your umbrella when you need it. Um, and we have now, now it's turned into a big thing in my head and I want to take over the world with this. And uh, so we have all kinds of other ideas around the technology. Um, and probably by the end of next year, we'll launch a rain jacket and just kind of branch out into a few other smart pieces around it. It's called Weatherman, by the way, which I thought would be a, a name that people could remember. And, what, well, and okay. Last question on that. So also some of the licenses you've made um, and partnered with, I guess, share some of those because I know you've actually um, yeah, well, partnered so up. The, the one, first one we did, my, so when back when I was trying to write the business plan, a buddy I have who I knew had written a business plan, I approached him, um, and he's now my main business partner. He left his job. He had uh, ran ad sales at USA Today Sports uh, and had a great job, and now he is full-time weatherman. And employee. he's the one running the keg? Is that is that what he's doing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everybody's <the> friend. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway, he had a, a long career in uh, golf primarily before that. So due to some connections, we initially um, – became the official umbrella of the LPGA. So when we launched our golf umbrella, we did it that way. Um, by having that umbrella and making a good golf umbrella, because we have golf umbrellas, Golf Digest this year called us Best Golf Umbrella, which wow. first year in the business to get that Congrats. kind of a thing. Right. Like not a, that's not a, a, a paid deal at all. That's just them deciding that was really, really cool. And then also something that we didn't do anything to – uh, make happen is we were the um, official sponsor umbrella of the U.S. Ryder Cup team. So in our first year, we had that also. So just to know that like Tiger and these guys, even though it didn't rain, but they got our umbrella in the bag felt yep. really, really cool. Oh, yeah. So um, I, feel, I feel like we're, you know, we're off to a good start. I don't know about you guys, man. but I'm inspired. I'm inspired to go do more because I'm not doing enough. Well, I keep it's telling you that good. all the time, Brady. Oh, my God. Shut up, Bill. <laughs> well, tell you what, if, if uh, I'm open if you want to talk about uh, any kind of licensing agreement with your upcoming um, uh, rain jackets, we, we, you, we'll, we'll talk about how you can be the official rain jacket of the Stormfront Freaks the Stormfront podcast. Freaks. That's know. awesome. Yeah, we'll talk it. about that. But uh, hey, how can uh, how can our listeners and viewers uh, find you or follow you uh, on social media, Rick? Or uh, so uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. It's Rick Reichmuth, just my name, which is uh, R E I C H M U T H. It's the last name, Rick Reichmuth. Um, on Facebook and Instagram, the umbrella is Weatherman Umbrella. And on Twitter, because they don't let you have so many characters, it's W X Man Umbrella. <laughs> and Twitter, uh, and uh, yeah, 
So that's it. The, the, okay. the website where we only sell direct to consumer. So it's weathermanumbrella.com. I can't uh, believe Weatherman Umbrella wasn't taken already. That's uh, shocking. I know. Shocking. Yeah. I, we, on I, it. I, I was very happy that it wasn't. I bet. Yeah. You were on it. Hey, hey, that uh, wow. that's our signal. It is time for lightning round. So this is our game show of flashy questions for our guests. We always invite everybody to play along here. It was so, brilliant last week. Now it's flashy this it, week. It's, hey, it's it lightning. It a little bit. Lightning round. Yeah. All right. But I'll tell you what, you everybody's going <laughs> to have a good time playing along with this one cuz tonight uh, we're calling this uh, we're calling this lightning round burger positions. What? Burger huh. positions. <laughs> so here, what? <laughs> so Rick Burger you, Meister you, Meister Burger. <laughs> you uh Rick, you told me that you uh, might have a interest in cooking or you've done some cooking in the past. And there not a whole, not a big connection here, but um, we're gonna play a game. I'm nervous. I'm, I'm, you, you should, should be. be. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is gonna be an interesting one tonight. So I'm, well. I'm gonna give you a name uh, of of something or a title of something, right? And you have to tell me if this is either one of the 100 best burgers in America by Thrillist.com. So it's an, either the name of a burger uh-huh. or it's. <laughs> it's <laughs> there's a hundred. Come on, well, Bill. Or, or this, this is a Kama Sutra position. Oh my! <laughs> oh man! So oh. it is. It is burger positions. Okay, so you just say burger okay. or position. There goes That's our sponsorship, Bill. I'll tell you, it took me. It took me my entire commute home to come up with this one tonight. So, Grandma, don't right. listen. So here we go. Uh, I'm gonna. Here's the first one, Rick, and you just tell me: Is it a burger position? And the other guys, they can they can chime in and help you out if you want. But uh, the first one, I'm gonna call it. Uh, it's called Patty Shack. Patty Shack. Is that a burger or a position? I. Uh, it's oh got to be both. But I feel like <laughs> it's, uh, uh, I'm wow. gonna say a, I'm gonna say a burger. Say burger. Yeah. That's correct. Oh, nice. uh, the Patty Shack burger is from the Patty Shack in St. Paul, Minnesota, apparently. That's a, that's okay. a good game, a uh, good name. So, so nice. Patty Shack. All right, here's the next one. Uh, it's called Bang Bang. Oh. <laughs> bang Bang. This is okay. either a burger or a position. <laughs> um, I'll say uh, uh, position. Position? No. Oh, that is incorrect. Yeah, no. The Bang Bang is a burger in Charlotte, North Carolina. At uh, Bang Bang Burgers or something is what (laughs) it's called. But that is one of the 100 best burgers in America is the Bang Bang. All right, next one, we've got uh, uh, Super 8. Super 8. Is that a burger or a position? (laughs) (laughs) That uh, that has to be a position. Position, and he is correct. That that is in the uh, wonderful (laughs) Kama Sutra uh, book. Okay, Uh, next one we've got is The Hound. The Hound. <laughs> oh, God, oh, man. Um, uh, That's got to be a burger. That's got to be a burger. No way. It's a position. It's a burger. Uh, what, what do you say, Rick? I said burger. You said burger? That is incorrect. Oh, oh, I don't know this uh, stuff, okay? I don't know any of this stuff. This is just okay, here we go. Ready? <laughs> just do it Murph saying. style. Do it Murph style. Is that a burger or a position? <laughs> <laughs> Is, wait, are you getting this from like the Kama Sutra book? <laughs> this is this, yeah, this is the book. The, so careful, are, careful what you name. Or, or one hundred best burger. burgers. Do it Murph style, 
uh, is a burger. That is correct. Yeah. It is from the curious. off-site kitchen in Dallas, Texas. Uh, it's got the Murph style. Okay, here we go. Another one's called the basket. The basket oh, is a man. burger. How many more do we have? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say that it is a position. Uh, <laughs> I thought that would catch you for sure. You know, burger baskets all these, over the place, right? If I ever go to these burger restaurants, I'm never going to be, be able to eat any of this. All right. <laughs> Here we go. The number I'm, five I'm special. I'm getting kind of hungry. So. <laughs> all right. I'm almost a vegan now. I don't know. <laughs> all right. All right. Next, next one uh, is the number five special. The number five oh special. My God. <laughs> um, Jesus, oh, my burger. It's going to be burger. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say burger. That is a burger. Oh, yes. That's uh, Keller's Drive-In in Dallas, Texas. Uh, Magic Mountain. <laughs> oh. <laughs> please let please let it be a burger. Please. <laughs> I'm in the same position. Oh. Oh. Man, I am getting these all right. <laughs> no, it's scary. Wait, wait, wait. Are you married? <laughs> all right, we got a uh, uh, couple more. We'll do. We'll do a couple more. Uh, My eyes are watering. Here we go. Must be the onions. Do not start that. <laughs> oh my! Do not. Start the... All right, MJ. Yeah. Oh, All right, the glowing triangle. <laughs> the glowing uh, triangle. Is that a, a burger or a position? It's a position. Oh. Man, you're right. Oh, wow. um, All right, this is the last one. I, oh. I can't take it anymore. Last one. <laughs> The meat stick. The meat oh. stick is that a burger or a position? Oh, um, it's a position. I mean, it's a burger. 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 It, that is correct. Oh, it is a burger. Man. Oh my goodness! Wow, Rick, you nailed what those. What was the score? What was the score? I don't know. I was laughing you too hard. Won. You won. The you views won. and questions of Phil are not necessarily the views oh, and questions. Of Phil. All right. Yeah, you won. You definitely won that oh, one. All right. Don't All even right, tell job. him what he's won. Yeah. Great job. Great job, Rick. All right. So hey, we're gonna take our final break. Uh, try and catch ourselves a little bit. Stay right here. We have got some weather fools that you'll laugh at. We got some funny weather memes that you're going to want to share with your friends. So we'll be right back. Is anybody sweating? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's take a drive under the do you have a product or service that needs to get in front of thousands of weather fans? If so, you can partner with Stormfront Freaks podcast and be heard and seen over multiple platforms. To get more information, go to stormfrontfreaks.com and click on Our Partners or send an email to phil at stormfrontfreaks.com. The sleeping small towns will pass by Like the months you've been away Let's catch up our lives 
in the hours till day Let's take a drive under the moon Welcome back everyone uh, Now it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show Weather Fools, for those of you that are new to the show This is a time where us as the freaks are out on the internet We're out on Twitter We're looking for people that are just downright weather fools. So whether that be slipping on the ice, or we're looking for you know people on the news messing up the weather, we're looking all across the internet for anything that catches our attention. Phil, who is your weather fool this week? Oh, my weather fool. I'm going to start you off with, uh, this is from Twitter, and uh, this is from the Twitter account of Chris Ramirez uh, at KSAN. He's a weekend weather anchor there. And he happened to have a picture, uh, a couple pictures, actually, of a Google map car. <laughs> so the, these are the cars that are self-driving vehicles, right? Yeah, aren't I these, yeah. Aren't, yeah aren't well, these, I don't know. I mean, not. I mean, some of them are. I think they have a people driving. Okay. I, I, some of them, too. If, I this know. isn't quite clear, but, but here's the tweet. It says, okay, Google, why are you out there? A Google Street Maps vehicle drove through a flooded stretch of roadway on Highway 190 <laughs> outside El Dorado, Texas, and eventually drove off the road and became submerged. <laughs> the pic, uh, courtesy of John Parker and Crystal Dearman. But nice. so, so it's a picture of a blue Google car with the little Google Maps camera on the top that's almost submerged halfway up the, the driver uh, side windows. And and what what at first made me think this was pretty funny was thinking that it was a self driving one and thought there yeah. was a road here, <laughs> and there was a road there, but it's just underwater, right? And it just drove right in because I I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I suppose it could have been driven. They've got to get an accurate picture of what are the current conditions. Uh, correct, time, right? <laughs> so that was currently what the road looked like. It'll be good when people see that they'd be like, oh, this road can flood. Is that how that works anyway? So I wonder if that makes it onto the Google Maps. I hope right, if that image, yes, right. You, you type up that address and it's like a lake. <laughs> it's a lake. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Wait a second. So yeah, that that would be interesting. That's I, for sure. I saw that, Phil. That was that was uh, that was awesome. Actually, I think that was pretty widely shared. I think among the internet. So and a little scary it. too, really. A little scary. Yeah. Whoever drove yeah. that car, if there was someone driving it, they they do not know the phrase "turn around, don't drown." Probably texting. <laughs> Hopefully they were okay. <laughs> MJ, I hear you have a weatherful this week. I do. Well, actually, it's it's not mine. It was one that was contributed by Slacker. A uh, a listener. Well, it's a listener <laughs> con contribution. So uh, I think we can see that, right? It's mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It is from uh, Michael David Smith's Twitter feed. Bert Macklin is the uh, person who shared it with us. Um, and it's it says, has anyone ever tracked college football weather delays by year? When I was a kid, I don't think I ever saw a college football game get delayed by weather. Now it happens several times every season. That's not really the fool part. It's when global you get down warming. Well, yeah, you get down and start looking at some of the, the comments. And uh, one person says, can somebody explain the safety issue? Lightning won't strike fans in a stadium. <laughs> you go, okay. Oh, my God. Okay. What if, yeah. what if they're not fans? <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Just That's the opposing game. team. Game. Just, right. yeah. and, and then another person says, you know, were there lightning strike injuries at big stadiums 10 to 15 years ago that prompted the rule or just preventative to prevent things that haven't been happening? You know, it's, wow. it's so you got it. And, and there's other things on there. I won't go through all of them. You Is can, that an actual lightning strike in the video? 
Yeah, you know, I I don't know. No, that is no, it's no, it's got it on there. But, that's hard to catch. But it's about <laughs> it's about something where it did happen. Oh so, my god. So any, I, anyway, you know, that's, and that's still somewhat of a, a the comment of hey, when I was a kid, I don't remember that many college. How many oh, college yeah. games were you watching and you right, were paying attention exactly. as a kid? And how many go on right, every yeah. every yeah. Saturday? So anyway, there you go. They probably didn't have college football on TV when he was a kid. Probably not. <laughs> He probably didn't go to many games either, you know. All right, all right. Well, that do- that about does it for weather fools. Uh, Maz, here you got next. What do you got for us? Or not? Awesome. You don't have a weather fool. You're, you're no. not a different segment. No, we have a segment that I think might actually be better. Ooh, I don't know this about just that. Che- oh yeah, this oh. is called funny weather memes, which I, I've become kind of a fan of memes. Some of them are pretty good. But now you add the weather element to it. And uh, Phil, I think you've got one to kick us off, don't you? So, yep, I, I've got one to start with. And and this is, you know, this time of year, uh, right now it's, you know, we're recording November 1st. You kind of never know what the weather is going to be like uh, in any part of the country, unless you're in San Diego, probably. But otherwise, it, it, it could always change. You never know exactly what it's going to be. So, so the weather meme I'm going to share that you might want to share on your own social media with all of your friends and family is the one that says, go home, Mother Nature, you're drunk. <clears throat> and this one might <laughs> might have been used before by during our, our segment. I don't know. But uh, it, it sh- shows a picture of a, you know, of a, a meteorologist, TV meteorologist showing an obvious cold front line What's where Kansas? it looks like Kansas, right? Where yeah, half Kansas. the state uh, <laughs> is blue, hot, uh, temperatures in the 30s and 40s, and, and it's a perfect line right down almost the middle the other half of the state is green with with temps in the 60s and 70s so go home mother nature you're drunk you might want to use that one good times yes i remember days like that too you'd go to a party uh, or you'd go to someone's house whatever and (laughs) Uh. (laughs) he'd come out and yeah after wearing shorts and you're like there's three inches of snow on the ground what the heck how long were we in here (laughs) anyway all right brady you got one yeah i got one Uh, all right so my weather mean this week it's kind of along the same lines except it's getting about that time of year when you know the weather gets very unpredictable so meteorologists sometimes can have a harder time communicating the risks um this is from a popular movie oh god what was that movie called matrix Uh, matrix Mm -hmm. yep uh what if i told you weather forecasts are weather forecasters are often inaccurate and that just plays against us because people see this and people, you know, have this perception that we just suck. And it, it's not really true, but, you know, especially in the winter, people, you know, are, harp, are harping on the meteorologists are wrong train. So, so that's Morpheus. But I was thinking Morpheus. that's Lawrence Fishburne. I'm thinking, what's his character? It was Morpheus. So it's yeah. Morpheus saying, yep. what if I told you weather forecasts are often inaccurate? Like, and that hurts because I'm, big, I'm a it big does. Morpheus fan. Mm-hmm. Big Morpheus fans. Okay. So Rick, Rick, do. does that it hurts? Doesn't it a little bit? It does hurt. It does. Yeah, hurt. I, I blame it on the on the headline writers. Yes. <laughs> there you go. All right, Phil, save us. Oh God, this is one. this isn't going to save us. This unfortunately is uh, a flashback to our our probably our recent lightning round. But uh, so this is an animated meme, right? So uh, one one of the more popular sites you can go to is called Giphy. G-I-P-H-Y, I think. Yep. Um, and it's it's an app you can get on your phone and everything else. But all kinds of great animated 
memes you can get. So, so mine, uh, it's maybe a little delayed because the hurricane season, I think, is isn't the the unofficial hurricane season ends November first, right? Thirty first. Thirty first. All right. So, all right. So we're still in. However many days there are in November, we're still in it. But this is a uh, they call this a weatherman fail. Um, <laughs> but it's it's a weatherman oh. that's showing the hurricane oh. track. <clears throat> And it's coming from his midsection. <laughs> oh and my it's God. The, the cone, oh, right? Man. The cone is kind of going straight up from his midsection. Yeah. It's animated. The, the one thing, I want, Rick, I want to point out to you is in the lower left hand corner, mm -hmm. it says Fox 13. Oh. <laughs> um, Do you know yikes. how many times like people send these things to me as a joke? Because there <laughs> like ends never, up, right? this, this way precipitation falls, there ends up being a lot of stuff that a forecast model will put out that looks like male genitalia. It happens <laughs> sure, right. all oh, the time. Yeah. Oh, and, we've shown it. We've shown it. Yeah, and times. it's it's yeah. constantly. Uh, there was. Can I tell a off color? Yes. Go yeah. ahead. Well, yeah, we're, <laughs> we don't get paid. Go ahead. And we're not regulated by the FCC, <laughs> oh, so it okay, doesn't matter. Not yet, at least. During during uh, Hurricane Florence, there was just there was like at one point the way the five day cone was looking, it came out in a way that looked. I did not think it looked weird. In fact, I never even think of those things until of course somebody not. sends it to me. Not so at all. I just I just don't. <laughs> and so uh, a, a producer for a well known show. Right, wrote me and said, um, can you change the forecast cone? Because it kind of looks like a penis. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, no, I can't. And only if your penis comes to a point on the end. Wow. Hey, what's wrong with that? Hey. <laughs> yeah. okay. All right. Now I know I will never be invited wow. back. Wow. Yeah. Who knew this show was going to take this town? Oh. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I've got one. Wait a minute. Hey, no that. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, With a I've point? got uh, funny weather meme. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you very little. Anyway. All right. So this one, and this is, this is very appropriate. Ain't nobody got time for that. That is so true, by the way. It's this so true. Oh, God. So this is the time of year I always used to tell people, if you got to park outside, if you can find a tree that still has leaves on it, and it doesn't get too cold, you will be frost-free and save yourself a good five minutes in the morning. It's when it gets to December and all the leaves are gone, then you're just out of luck. But that is so true, and that's why we have defensive driving courses. Yeah, can't, <laughs> can't you put, like, can't you put uh, like cardboard sheets on your wind, windshield or something? That's just too like much that? work. Nobody got time for that either. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, and point. and then you're on. the weirdo with cardboard attached to your windshield. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just not have a windshield what's at wrong all. wrong with that? Not a bad idea. <laughs> okay, did <laughs> I just have a couple umbrellas out there, right? Yeah, a couple yeah, clear yeah, umbrellas. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're we're offending everybody tonight. For, yeah. First, people with pointy penises, and now people that put cardboard on their cars. So, the, uh, the I'm more worried about the second than the first. Show title devices are so. And of course, most of this hoof will be edited out. Yeah, you can check out these links and more in episode 65 show notes of StormfrontFreaks.com. Funny weather memes. Send your angry mail to Phil. That's right. Why me? Let's send it to Rick. He's a one-time guest, right? We'll, we'll blame him. All right, let's uh, MJ. I'm gonna flip it over to you. If we got any uh, listener comments, anybody? Well, uh, we had a uh, 
an iTunes review from Goldilocks, Satgent, but Goldilocks, oh. says, I have to say I have always been interested in whether medi uh, meteorologist is my dream, dream job. Uh, that's there you go, Rick. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, I love this. I love this podcast. I listen to it all day at work. If you like the weather, I would recommend this podcast to you. You Stormfront freaks do an awesome job with this cast. I admire you guys. I will always be listening to y'all. Oh, thanks, Mom. Sweet. Thanks, nice. Goldie. Mom. Thanks, Goldilocks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, Goodwin Cloud Chaser eighty nine says, "I'm still on episode sixty one. Slow down on those episodes. So entertaining." <laughs> How can you be a cloud chaser? That's interesting. No, how do you get high? Or I don't understand because it's every two weeks. I don't know. Yeah, I, I know. We, yeah, I mean, I we know. could slow it down, but that's already pretty slow. It's too busy chasing clouds, you know. So, all right, well, go. good. Thanks, well, th thanks for sharing. And yeah, if you guys, anybody, uh, any of our listeners, if uh, viewers, hey, if you've got uh, a question for us, or if you've got a comment to share, uh, either uh, just send us an email at questions at stormfrontfreaks.com, uh, or jump on Twitter at stormfrontfreak. Uh, Facebook, we're still on Facebook. I'm tempting not to do that, but uh, stormfrontfreaks on Facebook. And uh, we even have a Instagram account uh, if you want to catch us on there too. But let us know. We'll get you on the show and uh, answer your questions. But I think that just about does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks Podcast. Uh, thanks for listening and watching before... I reveal our next guest and next episode. If you enjoy our show, do us a favor. Leave a great review on your podcast app. And don't forget to subscribe to the show by hitting your podcast app subscribe button. Uh, works just like a magazine or newspaper subscription. Assures that the latest show gets delivered right to your podcast inbox the moment that we release it. Uh, special guest, Rick Reichmuth. Thanks for joining us tonight. Awesome. Happy to be here. Yes. Yeah, you uh, you put time. up. You it's a great story. Some good stuff. <laughs> great story. Yeah. And it's yeah, very podcast. inspirational. Very inspirational. Awesome job. Good. All right. So hey, th th and here's the here's the fun part. Our next episode in two weeks, we're going to be recording on November fifteenth with our annual holiday weather shopping extravaganza. We've got Midland Radio meteorologist Bruce Jones is going to be with us, but we're also going to be uh, uh, reviewing all kinds of great weather gifts for you and your friends, including the Weatherman umbrellas. So we're going to be reviewing those, and Rick has been kind enough to give us some to be given away. So uh, you're definitely going to want to catch us here in two weeks. Uh, that's uh, recording November 15th. If you want to watch it live, go ahead and uh, uh, it's at 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central. Check out our YouTube channel. Just search Stormfront Freaks. Otherwise, uh, again, subscribe to the show, and you'll get it the minute it gets released. You'll get all the details of our giveaways and everything else uh, that we'll have for that show. So for MJ, for Maz, for Brady and Rick, I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear, and we're going to catch you guys next time. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Watch our shows on YouTube and Oklahoma Weather Tracker TV. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you're there, check out our live interactive Storm Chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search for Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.